Forecast is the podcast exploring the future of Web3 through engaging discussions with thought leaders in the blockchain and cryptocurrency space. Our guests come from a wide range of backgrounds, including developers, investors, entrepreneurs, and researchers, bringing unique perspectives and experiences to the table. Hi, everyone. How's it going? So, uh, before we start, uh, allow me to give you a quick introduction for our uh, speakers. Today, we have Alice from uh, Fossil Adventures as my co-host. Uh, and for our guests, we have uh, Azim, the fundraising and partnership leader at Geekcoin. Uh, GM Azim, you want to say hi to our listeners? Hey, everyone. How you doing? Hopefully, the sound isn't too bad on my end. I am in Saudi Arabia. I was speaking at the Leap Conference earlier today, and I'm not sure how good the quality on my end will be. But I'm really excited to to be here with all the awesome panelists. Okay, thanks. Uh, welcome to Forecast Azim. And uh, we're still missing uh, uh, Baduk and Mr. Black. So uh, we have uh, Kevin from ChainIDE with uh, deep understanding for Web3 infrastructures. Kevin, you want to say hi? Yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me today. I'm Kevin from ChainIDE. Um, actually, the BD manager for for the whole Chain ID ecosystem, and uh, it's really my honor today to be here with, to share some of my thoughts. And yeah, that's it. Hope we can have a really nice discussion today. Thank you. Okay, thank you, Kevin. Welcome to Forecast. And uh, uh, at last, we have Ben, uh, the vice president of engineering of the Shark team focusing on blockchain securities. Uh, ben, you want to say hi to our listeners? Uh, hi, hi everybody. My name is Ben and I'm from Shark Team. And we are a Web3 security service provider and we do smart contract audit. And we also have a uh, data analysis platform named Chainages. So yeah, yeah, it's a pleasure to join today's event. Thanks, Ben. Welcome to Forecast. And uh, also, uh, there's another thing, please uh, keep in mind, everyone. The conversations here we have uh, our personal thoughts. You should not consider them as financial advices. Okay, let's get started. So uh, along with today's topic, how long will the bear market last? Alice and I are going to bring up some questions to our guest speakers. Uh, so the first question from me is the current bear market began in November 2021 and the markets have been uh, unstable and mostly dropping for 15 months in general. So uh, what are your thoughts on this bear market and uh, when do you think it is going to end? Kevin, you want to go first? All right. Thanks for um Thanks, thanks for asking. Um, um, I think for the first question, I, I think it's um, from my personal of, um, perspective, I think it's, it's, it's really hard to um, guess how long that the, the duration would be. Um, but for Chain IDE, we think that we have to... Kevin, you want to go first? All right. Thanks for, um, thanks, thanks for asking. Um, um, I think for the first question, I, I think it's um, from my personal of, um, perspective, I think it's, it's, it's really hard to um, 
guess how long that the the duration will be. Um, but for Chain IDE, we think that we have prepared for um, more than two years plan for this bear market because um, seeing from the past um, market cycles that generally speaking, like the, the bear markets will, pop, will probably last more than like two years. Um, but like for Chain IDE, I, I, I give a short um, background about our project, like Chain IDE is the um, world's first multi-chain IDE for developers to create smart contracts on different blockchains such as um, Ethereum, BNB Chain, and um, Polygon, Aptos, and etc. Um, we are um, pro providing services on cloud-based IDE environments, so which means that the developers don't have to set up the their local environment, they can just come to our website and choose a blockchain, then start coding. And that's our services. So we've been running this product since um, 2019. So uh, we've been um, pretty well uh, being operating this like product for more than three years right now. Okay, so we, um, we, we've prepared, so um, like, Axon's boot camps for developers to um to sort of um um to to sort of make the make their own products. So um we've seen loads of like um developers still on going there, like still doing their pro own products, which is good. Um so that's why I think I think they have or think this this market would last I think it's was still ongoing, like the bear market was still be there, but I think the the most important thing is we 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 should be prepared for for the duration to prepare for the upcoming like maybe one or two years. Yeah, thanks. Okay, thanks, Kevin and uh, uh, Mr. Azim. You want to go next? Yeah, I think one of the really interesting things about the bear market that we're in now, which is very different than any of the other bear markets, are the macroeconomic conditions of what's going on that are in ways suppressing the, the crypto markets as well. I mean, at times we have threats of potential nuclear explosions. We're dealing with uh, just the, I mean, in, in places of the world, the pandemic for COVID is still going on. You know, stocks are down 80% from their all-time highs, whether it's Google and, and Facebook and, and Netflix. There are so many companies doing so much more poorly that I think it's sort of difficult to say how long it's going to last because of those other conditions prior to this. The past bear markets that we've faced had a lot to do with the crypto markets sort of self-imploding, whether after ICOs or a bust. And what's been interesting this time is that unlike even in 2017, 2018, there's, there's much more than promise right now. There's real products being built by very real, amazing teams who have lots of funding that are targeting very real problems. And so I think what we're going to end up having to wait to see is sort of some of these macro conditions sort of fix themselves. I, I would guarantee that if we saw the war between Russia and Ukraine was over, we would very likely see a spike in prices across, across the entire crypto industry, along with the stock markets as well. And so I've been paying more attention to what's going on outside of crypto to try to understand when this bear market might end. 
Okay, thanks, Azim. Very、uh, inspiring speech. And uh, uh, Ben, you wanna add something?、Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. So personally, I think I'm a more optimistic. I have a more optimistic view about this、uh, bear market. That I believe we are currently at the final phase of a bear market. And for the actually for the last few weeks, we can already feel a little bit of the bull market vibe. You see the price are going,、uh, the, the price of the major cryptocurrencies are going up. We see the markets,、uh, the, the market are it seems to be recovering.、Uh, it's hard to say that whether this will end the bear market right now or in the, in the, in the near future. But personally, I have a good feeling、uh, that we can start a new cycle somewhere within this year. And、um, why I'm thinking that is just like、uh, what Mr. Azim said just now is,、uh, if we're looking at the bigger picture, like outside the crypto markets, the whole、uh, macroeconomic,、uh, there are three major events. Oh, see,、uh, can you guys hear me? It seems my connection. Yes, loud and clear. Oh, oh, okay, sure, good. Uh, so yeah, uh, uh, we we see the there are three major events that can. Hi Ben. I think we we lost Ben. Yes. I can't hear anything from him. Ben, we can't hear you right now. We probably lost connection or something. Okay. Uh. So we'll、uh, keep going and、uh, until Ben is coming back and he's gonna uh keep uh keep keep answer this question, and so. I'll bring up my、uh, second question.、Uh, so we've been through a lot during this、uh, bear market. We saw many crypto giants fall within the last year, such as、uh, Three Arrow Capital, Luna,、uh, Celsius, FTX, and there are still uncertainties around the industry, like DCG's chain debt problems with、uh, Genesis and、uh, Jimny, Binance's problem with its、uh, proof of reserves and lawsuits from the U.S. government. So,、uh, what are the most important qualities for a Web three company or a project nowadays that will help them stay out of trouble? Could you guys share some、uh, insights with us? As a as a U.S. citizen, this is one that I think about quite a bit because it. As a as a U.S. citizen, this is one that I think about quite a bit because it seems like a very scary year for. For people in the crypto industry, I mean, today I don't know if anyone saw, but there's a rumor going around that the U.S. government wants to shut down ETH staking,、uh, and and just how bad that would end up being. So what what I've been trying to pay attention to is instead of focusing on how the U.S. government is terrible at trying to figure out how to regulate crypto or seemingly just be anti-innovation is what it seems is thinking about the places that. Are trying to become crypto havens, and so Singapore has been one of the places I keep hearing is a good place to go.、Uh, Dubai is an excellent place where there are regulations and tax laws and access to capital and things like that. And so for me, it's it's thinking about sort of the places that are more welcoming to crypto and figuring out how to set up operations in those places where you know we as Gitcoin are、uh, an entity that's registered out of. The Cayman Islands, and because of the way that having to register DAOs works, and so yeah, I'd say my my focus has been in order to be able to stay compliant with the laws, is to figure out where are the places that we can go that will allow us to innovate freely.
Okay, thanks, Azim. Very inspiring. And uh, Mr. Black is here, and I'm just going to give a quick introduction for Mr. Black. And uh, uh, Mr. Black is a core member at Curve Finance and also a very experienced crypto trader. So, uh, Chris, you want to say hi to our listeners? Hey, guys. Uh, sorry that I'm late. Um, I've been in the crypto uh, industry for the past 10 years. Uh, I have my own YouTube channel called Mr. Block that I talk about Bitcoin, DeFi, NFT, GameFi um, in Chinese. I've made over 700 videos, um, all types of tutorial. Um, actually, I made multiple Gitcoin tutorial as well uh, during their early days. And, and yeah, really excited to share uh, some thoughts here and with my fellow speakers as well. Thank you. Okay, thanks. Welcome to Forecast. And uh, we've just uh, uh, going through the second question we have. We've been through a lot during this bear market, and we saw the crypto giants uh, fall within the last year, um, such as uh, Three Arrow Capital, Luna, and FTX. And there's still uh, uncertainties around the industry, like DCG's problems and uh, Binance's problems with uh, its approval of reserves. And so uh, what are the most important qualities for a Web3 company or project nowadays that will help them stay out of trouble? Uh, so could you share some uh, insights with us, Mr. Black? Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's definitely a really difficult question, I think, um, especially every country has kind of its own rules and um, takeaway on, on crypto. And, you know, crypto is now so much bigger than what it was back in 2018. You have GameFi, you have DeFi, you have NFT, and within DeFi, you have multiple type of product, you know, from LSD, liquid staking, to AMM, to borrow lending, to derivative, right? And, and so I think it's, it's really hard to, you know, say stay out of trouble per se, because I feel like most of the current rule and, and regulation are were designed for uh, financial industry. And, and many of these rules are outdated even for uh, Web2 fintech company, uh, let alone, you know, using these outdated regulation on, on crypto. And I think <clears throat> these regulation ultimately, well, again, you know, try to benefit kind of the the old money and 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 really stall uh innovations. Um it's it's quite it's quite hard to uh, say what's the best way to 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 follow. Uh but I guess uh rule of thumb is choosing the the right country and geographically that are friendly for for crypto and and just like previous speakers said <clears throat> such as singapore dubai uh and and there are also places you know uh that are are being a bit ambiguous they're they're not necessarily crypto friendly but they are vague around um deciding whether crypto is a security or not so, uh, but overall, I think with the recent 
news about SEC on uh, uh, liquid staking via Coinbase. I think this basically tells a lot of the DeFi project to to be as decentralized as possible, uh, all the way from the way how they run their UI, how they store uh, data um, to you know RPC provider and so on. Uh, I think 2023 user will start need to adopt a new way to interact with DeFi and 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 Ethereum because if you take away the UI, I think 90% of users are not technical enough to interact with the Ethereum chain without uh, the front end. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Very professional speech. And I think you got some uh, similar idea with uh, Mr. Azim. And so, Ben, you have something to add up? Yeah, uh, sorry about just now. I'm connecting from mainland China. So my connection might not be that stable. Uh, anyway, uh, I'm Ben from Shark Team. And so we are a security team, and we always believe that uh, risk awareness is something that the market needs to adopt or to, to, to improve. Uh, in traditional finance sector, we have this saying that the core of finance is risk control. Uh, clearly, most people in crypto doesn't think that way right now. We see the fall of 3AC, Luna, FTX, and they cause great uncertainties and doubts among the markets. So the market will always recover, but uh, it needs it, it requires people to have faith in it. Although for now, the market appears to be quite resilient, but honestly, I'm not sure how many more strikes like, like Luna we can take. My opinion is that we urgently need a security infrastructure across the whole the whole uh, ecosystem to help to evaluate the companies and projects. And for, for the projects themselves, they have to adopt a certain level of risk awareness and risk control measures to stay out of the trouble. Um, there are always two ways to achieve that. One is from the uh, tech point of view, like, like smart contract auditing, like smart contract screening, on-chain data analysis, warning, so on and so forth. Basically, that's what we do. And also there's the uh, regulation, way, uh, regulation way. So many people would argue that regulation, like f- f- for example, the, the today's rumors that SEC will uh, suspend uh, staking is in conflict with the idea of decentralization. But in my point of view, uh, first of all, regulation can be decentralized. We can have the whole market to be the regulators. So there's a decentralized uh, re- re- regulate, regulating. And blockchain is able to do that. And the second is that regulation can be applied in a way that it doesn't diminish uh, the decentralizing power of the market. For example, when we're dealing with Binance, it's, it's already a centralized exchange. Uh, in my point of view, it should be regulated. It's, safe. it's safer. It's just provide a uh, more stable service or environment to the, to the, uh, to the, to the whole market. So... Basically, to summarize, uh, risk awareness is important. Uh, fully utilize security tools and services, and also be regulated by market or by law. Yeah, that's that's my point of view. Okay, great speech from the security and regulation side. Thanks. And uh, Kevin, you have something to add? Oh yes. Um, I think the other guests have been talking a lot about the policies, rules, and regulations in different 
regions like um i would love to share a little bit about the the team i mean the web3 project team behind uh, uh, from some of my uh, of our own experience like because chain ide is a is still a startup project we have a really small team behind um around like 50 to 60 people i mean the the team size so um despite of i mean despite seeing i'm um, considering those like outside um factors and um, i mean i think i think most of these startup teams have to um also um keep eyes on their own um their own like i mean their own project to itself because they have to be safe in this crypto world we know that there are lots of um i mean these the outside world in, in, in crypto is, is really dangerous. And so I think we have to, I mean, the, for, for those teams, um, they, there are two factors they have to consider. Is it for themselves, they have to uh, be careful with their um, cash flows and for the teams itself. Like, you have to be careful with each and every money you spend in this area. And also, you have to consider about reducing your costs in different aspects. For example, you have to consider like um, how big your team would be, um, and like the the team size. Because we we have seen so many like Web three projects, uh, Web three companies. For example, OpenSea they have announced that they would cut off their like twenty percent of their their workforce last year. And also we see like Coinbase that would dismiss like a thousand hundred their employees as well. So we see like they are cutting off their um costs in, in the like personnel. So I th I think the, the the teams in Web3 space they have to also care about themselves, not just caring about their investment, but also care about their own team um safety. I mean, yeah. Thanks. Hey Kevin, thanks for sharing. Okay, there are uh, some uh, great speeches from our guests. And uh, so I have a third question. So we're looking back at the previous cycle. Uh, DeFi exploded in the summer of 2020, and uh, it attracted millions of new users to Web3. And uh, NFTs became popular a year later, uh, which... Uh, in summer of 2021, and it brought millions of new users into Web3 again. So uh, do you think DeFi or NFTs will drag us out of the bear market? Uh, in your point of view, what could possibly take Web3 to the next level? Uh, Kevin, you want to go first? Yeah, for sure. Um, um, for all my op own opinion, I think um, DeFi protocols are are really important for for Web three. They are they are the um, financial infrastructure of the whole Web three world. But um, compared with NFTs, I I think I personally I think NFTs are way more significant for the next bull round. Um, like we can see more and more, and many traditional brands are entering the the NFT space. Like we see, like Starbucks just launched their um. Uh, if I remember correctly, like they launched their um, scored uh, Odyssey activity last September, and that people, I think the people can collect those like 
on digital stamps, which is virtually the NFT's own Polygon network, um, just by like you know um, completing those small quests on chain. So as with those collectibles, the consumers are able to join those special uh, events provided by the Starbucks, for example, like um, free 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 coffee making courses, and also um, those free visits to um, Starbucks coffee farm farms and etc. Um, and also, I think um, I I saw some of the luxury brands out there. They also entered NFT marketplace like, for example, like Louis Vuitton, um, Gucci, and I think Givenchy as well. Um, they're all exploring Web3 via their NFTs. So I, I personally think NFT could onboard more um, Web2 users into Web3 just just by using just using NFTs, issuing their own NFTs. Like, you're sort of like... Um, um, Starbucks Odyssey. They use the program to to increase the their like uh, user uh, loyalty. Mm. So if we if we if we talk about like what could possibly take Web three into next level, uh, I think um, I think mobile Web three applications applications might be the next explosively point because we see now um, the whole Web three space people. People, um, the main like the main um, people entering the Web three is mainly using the web browsers on PC, and I think which if we look at the 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 step end, which is a, a like uh, a move to earn project on Solana last year, and I they they they've bring they've brought um, hundreds and thousands of people uh, who doesn't know about crypto before. Just enter the market, and so we're seeing like if people can play some Web three applications just based on their mobile phone, I think that will bring brought more people and into the market, and I think more money coming as well. That just I think that's all. Yeah, I totally agree. The uh, traditional industries and the mobile APs definitely gonna change the game. Thanks for sharing, and uh, Mr. Azim, you want to go next? You know, I, I've been thinking about this a lot, and I'm not honestly sure. I think in hindsight, NFTs succeeding uh, when they did made a lot of sense because after people made money in DeFi summer, uh, what is the natural thing that anyone with money tends to do uh, in the early stages? They buy a nice house, they, they buy some fancy cars, maybe buy some watches, they take a vacation. And then after that, they start getting into art it's just like sort of a natural progression sort of and it was like looking back in hindsight it only made sense that crypto native people who had become wealthy were going to use that money to help start buying crypto native art and so as i've been trying to pay attention to what i think is going to be the unlock next i i, I can't say i have an exact answer I'm, I'm waiting to see sort of the way that developers start building things that are made more for mainstream adoption. Uh, when I look at wallets at the moment, I don't think that they're ready for mainstream adoption. There's other than step in, I haven't really seen anything on mobile that is showing it. Uh, and I think even true decentralized finance where people understand how to secure their assets well enough and understand self custody, even cold storage and things like that. There's just so much difficulty around that. 
that right now, I mean, I'd love for gaming to, to be the one that really onboards the next billion people, but building out successful games takes many years. It's not something that happens overnight at all. Uh, I think I think it's going to be somewhere in media and entertainment if I had to choose. I think NFT music done the right way has the ability to really introduce a, a very overall mainstream audience to the crypto world. And then also, I, I might be biased, but I think Gitcoin's idea of social impact in ways and giving grants does as well, where you know the terrible things that have gone on in Turkey and Syria this week uh, with the with the earthquakes and how we're seeing millions of dollars pouring in to those places to help the affected people in a frictionless and easy way. And so I think when I, when I try to think about the near future, it's going to be potentially social impact that really helps propel us into the next stage of things while developers build out all of the other products that people will use. I think, you know, um, NFT and GameFi has always been kind of the gateway drug for, for, for crypto, right? Where, you know, uh, it's, it's like a love and hate situation. Uh, for example, the recent Porshot NFT drop, a lot of people think that that's going to bring a lot of the Porsche fans into crypto world. But uh, contradictorily, it actually make uh, many of these... Uh... Uh, Chris, you're here? Uh... Yeah, I'm here. Okay. What was the question? Sorry, I, I think I lost you a bit. Uh, okay, I'll just uh, bring up the question again. So uh, looking back at the previous cycle, DeFi exploded in the summer of 2020 and it attracted millions of uh, new users to Web3. Uh, NFTs uh, became popular a year later in the summer of 2021 and it brought millions of new users into uh, Web3. So uh, do you think uh, DeFi or NFTs will drag us out of the bear market? In your point of view, what could possibly take Web3 to the next level? Got it, got it. I think, I think you know, uh, NFT and GameFi has always been kind of the gateway drug for, for, for crypto, right? Where, you know, uh, it's, it's like a love and hate situation. Uh, for example, the recent Porshot NFT drop, a lot of people think that that's going to bring a lot of the Porsche fans into crypto world. But uh, contradictorily, it actually make uh, many of these, uh, you know, Porsche owner not knowing what the heck is going on. Like, why is there a legacy brand like Porsche uh, launching an NFT where a bunch of DJs sweeping and pumping the price up? So it, it, it's like a love and hate situation where it's it's hard to really find that balance. Um, and and I and I think it's 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 really important um, to figure out that balance. Uh, then we will have kind of the true adoption. And I think Azim brought up really well uh, with the Stepan idea. You know, I was there when Stepan kind of took over in Taiwan and Japan. And, and you know, it really kind of showed a, a new form of adoption where people started learning about Solana wallets, you know, starting to learn about token ERC-20 when, when they start bridging over to BNB. And, and that brought a, a, a new wave of user understanding, oh, they can walk and earn. But they also experienced the hard way and, and the greed of crypto is that the, those stepping shoes were, were freaking expensive. They're like $6,000, $3,000, and all of them pretty much lost money, right? So again, it's like, it's a great way to get a new user, but they lost the balance and then got hurt by the 
kind of the DJ and pump and dump type of format. And that's continuously being played out in, 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 in NFT and GameFi, right? You know, you see a, a good gaming studio coming in, launch a good game, and then some DJ and DAO comes in and <laughs> sweep the NFT and then the NFT pump up 100x. And, and regular player that want to experience the game could no longer really play. So then it's hard to get those people in and, and adopt from, from Web 2 to Web 3. So I think there's a long way to go. And, and finding that balance is, is the key to, to bring uh, a real user in. You know, I, I, I think the luxury item uh, is also a great way, but a lot of the you know, LVMH branding, right? You know, um, Tiffany and Co, all these brands, most of these buyers, you know, they're one-time buyer, right? They buy, I mean, not, not like one-time buyer, but like they buy multiple times, but they don't really resell these. They're, they're not traders. They, they buy it for their girlfriend. They buy it from themselves. But if you buy like an NFT, then, you know, most likely your counterparty are a trader. And, and that also kills the experience. Um, so I think, again, it's really finding that balance. It, you know, we see that the, it seems like the LVMH younger generation, the, the family, are, are likes NFT. Uh, they did something with punks. I think there's going to be more of those. But I think the larger, if, if it's going to drag us out of bear market, it's going to be hard. In terms of DeFi, you know, last year there's been multiple exploits. It almost seems like a norm to hear $100 million exploits in crypto. But if you talk to a Web2 guys and say, you know, this company just lost $100 million, it will be a global news, right? Nine-figure loss. When, when was the last time we hear a bank rob uh, that, that's over, you know, eight-figure or nine-figure, right? So uh, these are stuff that really scares a lot of people away. Now people are choosing safety over yields. That's why we're seeing all these blue chip projects uh, such as Curve and Aave and, and, and Frax having, you know, single digit yields and people are still staying in there because they're so afraid. You know, after the wormhole hack, the, the, the Ronan hack, the Nomad bridge hack. Um, so again, I, I, I think it's still a long way to go. We're probably going to see way more, you know, forks and battle tested contract being re-innovated this year. Okay, thanks, Chris. I think finding that balance is really important in this game. Totally agree. Thanks for sharing. And uh, uh, Ben, do you have uh, anything to add? Yeah, uh, of course. Uh, I highly doubt that DeFi or NFT can take Web3 to the next level. Um, I mean, there are great value in those sectors for sure, but those value, in my opinion, has already been released. What I mean by that is that DeFi is a pushing power or pushing factor of the last bull market of bull cycle it's i'm not sure it's a good metaphor but it's just like a used rubber band it creates momentum but next time it will create less so creating a new bull phase maybe but take that straight to the next level i highly doubt it uh it's actually from a recent reading that uh, that i totally agree is that there are only one way to truly bring that straight to the next level that is what uh, it's also called mass adoption. Um, that means that there must be an application that can attract not only Web3 users, but also across uh, all industries, all users. Another way to put this is uh, something that can connect in Web3 and Web2. Uh, 
for example, I think Nostrin and Damas is close, but not quite there yet. So in my opinion, uh, what would possibly take Matsui to the next level? Uh, maybe a game, not game five, just game, or a social, not social five, but a real application, a social tool that are most uh, are the uh, most feasible ways to achieve that. Yeah, yeah that's for me. Yeah, totally agree. There's uh, still a long way to go. So um, our guests just give uh, us a lot of their deep thoughts and their idea for the market trends. Uh, I'm going to give the rest of the time to Alice. And uh, I think she's uh, also got some questions for our guest speakers. Alice? Yeah, sure. Thanks a lot for sharing your insights, guys. Um, as for the previous question, I actually also have my own thoughts about that. I, I do agree with a lot that you just said. Uh, and I, I do believe that in the next um, bull run, in the, the innovation might happen in the, in the uh, mobile application and also more on the social impact side of things. And actually... Um, I also think like Web3 social media might be the next big thing as well because, you know, we, we are growing actually literally from zero. So basically any kind of um, marginal uh, marginal improvement could be really big for, us, uh, for, for the Web3 community. But there's still like we're still far from that. One is that our UI, UX, the product side, like we cannot like completely compete with all those Web2, Web2 giants. So um, as crypto VCs, we're identifying strong teams in them and then try to in invest in, in early stage and then, you know, just grow with those kind of uh, web through social media um, projects. And then I think another thing that uh, web, web three uh, community have, um, uh, but like the web two doesn't have that, um, is, is that we have a, this kind of community support, community consensus, and this meme culture. So I believe that in the future, if we want to bring um, uh, like the, the, the uh, market to, to, to the next level or want to do mass adoption, it should be starting from the Web3 community, native community first, and then try to expand it to um, you know Web2.5 or Web2 users more. So um, yeah, that that's just um, a very interesting thing to see. Like, how do you identify those kind of um, meme culture inside of the community? And it's interesting to see like how that actually um, influence and, and impact the way that people react. Yeah. Uh, so uh, uh, I also have a couple of questions for our guest speakers. Uh, so uh, my my first question is uh, so. What, what would you pay more attention to in this bear market when you do investment than you are in the bull market? And, and specifically when you're making uh, investments in, in, in secondary market. So um, maybe uh, Mr. Block, would you like to go first? Yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, this, this cycle, I, I haven't been looking at many of the new projects because I feel like a lot of the valuation is still kind of like stuck in the bull market valuation. Um, but I've, I've been focusing a lot on the Curve ecosystem. Um, if, we, if we see like this year, there is a lot of projects that are built on top of, of Curve, such as uh, um, Concentrator and Clever that are built on top of Convex, Conic Finance, which is the Omni pool that's built um, for Curve. Um, and we're, we're starting to see a lot of these uh, projects that are basically using existing battle-tested code 
um, to to reinnovate and repurpose them, right? For for example, uh, we look at Lama Air Force Union and and um, concentrator. They're basically wire and fork, but redesigned for for convex, right? Instead of you know farm and dump the token, they farm and reinvest and and compounded your yields. Uh, for example, Clever, they're basically an alchemix force redesigned for convex um, to help you you know get your yield yields first. Uh, just last week alone, I, I saw two projects that are basically, <clears throat> one I think is a MakerDAO fork and the other one is Liquidity, um, that, that basically <clears throat> takes ETH and, and, and mint a, a stablecoin that is based in Japanese yen. And uh, I think another one was done in Korean won. So um, I, I think this is something that, uh, really interesting this year because we saw so many of, of the exploits last year that are basically new contracts that, that has exploits, that loopholes and bugs that, that, that we don't know. But uh, the contract that I just mentioned, uh, they're basically, if, if, if you can think about it like Uniswap v2 when, when there's a new chain, a new EVM chain, uh, people are not too afraid to provide liquidity because they understand the contract. The only kind of uh, issue will be the deployer. But other than that, the contract is battle tested. <clears throat> so that's one sector that uh, I think is really interesting. Another one is just like I mentioned, decentralized Forex. Um, you know, Forex is a multi-trillion dollar market and it doesn't make sense that right now on DeFi, the only thing we can really trade is USD denominated uh, stable coins <clears throat> and, and only like a little bit of Euro. Like if I want to buy some decentralized Japanese yen, I want to buy Swiss franc, I want to buy Korean won, Hong Kong dollar, there's really no place for me to trade that. And, and I think that's a, that has a really high potential. So I think if anyone is building on the Curve ecosystem interested, should, 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 should DM me. Yeah, thank you. Thanks a lot for sharing these insights. Uh, indeed, like it, it's very important to keep up, uh, keep an eye on the ecosystem growth and like what the builders are doing in this space. I, I, do, I do agree with that. And keep up to date with the community. I, I think that's the most important thing when you try to do a right investment decision. Um, so next up, um, Azim, would you like to share your thoughts with us? No, very candidly, this is something that I'm looking to learn more about myself. Uh, as, as we go, I'm, I'm going to definitely be speaking, reaching out to Mr. Block to actually talk to him a little bit more about this, because this is one of the side of things that I stepped away from. I spent way more time on the NFT side of things for some time, way less on DeFi, and then We've been scaling things up with the Gitcoin program. And so I've been quite focused on that. So very honestly, I, I don't have a very good answer here. I'm, I'm primarily someone who has been putting money into Ethereum and Bitcoin in, in way more Ethereum than Bitcoin. But for the most part, that's where a majority of my like passive investment, I haven't had much of an active investment thesis uh, on the personal front. Got it. Got it. You're very modest. You're, you're very modest. <laughs> But Gitcoin has, uh, like, we, we also see, like, so many good projects coming out from Gitcoin. So I, I'm sure that you guys are really good at community building and also investment as well. Yeah, we're, we're looking at uh, some things that would allow us to potentially start investing in some of the projects that come out of the, the, the grants rounds. And we've been figuring out exactly how we go about doing that. But that's a, a majority of where our focus is. I mean, learning about how to understand everything Mr. Block was saying is a full-time job in itself. Got it. Sure, sure. Looking forward to that. Definitely. 
So um, maybe our next guest, uh, Kelvin, would you like to share your thoughts on, on your uh, investment thesis? Yeah, right. Thank you, Alice. Um, I think in, in this bear market, I, I didn't do many investment because um, I'm actually came in this into this Web3 space like um, two years ago. And um, uh, we've seen lots of like projects stopped, um, stopped development and also just disappeared. Mm. And because of like they are running short of money. And so um, from, from my personal experience, I, I, I do collect a lot, lot of NFTs um, but I'm not quite keen to um into the the DeFi space. So um um, but I would love to share some of the experience that we are when we are while we're doing the chain ID incubation program, because we've received lots of like applications from different um, projects. Um, we we have to be very careful about their team background. Um, if we we to see if they have any experience in um, building some Web3 products previously. Also, um, we'll see the, the the team if they are doxxed. And also, we see have to be very careful about their um, um, their tech experience before. So, um, so those factors. I mean, one also also if we want to make some. Uh, individual investment. We also have to to watch out to see if they are dogs and if they have some related experience before, especially in NFT um, in the NFT space. Because one in the bull market, um, we 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 can uh, like we can usually do some um, degen plays. I mean, we call it degen plays. So you don't have to look into. I mean, you don't have to dig into too much. Um, you can just board and flip, and, but in this like in, in this kind of sort of um, bearish market, you have to be very careful. So yeah, that's, that's my little, um, I mean, just a little ex uh, opinion, and then my probably called so called so called advice. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Calvin. That is a very practical advice, actually. Like for for not not only for retail traders, but also for VCs, incubators. Whenever you make investment decisions, you've got to do due diligence on the team and then make sure that like to reduce the chance of being rug pulled. So um, yeah, I think like that. That's also something like uh, like we always said: do your own research before you make your investments. So that's definitely a very good advice. Thanks for that. And uh, Ben, do you have anything to add to this question? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm not really an expert on investments, but if you ask me, my advice on like investing in a bear market would be really be cautious. Uh, for me, I'm a risk-averse person. So if I am trying to do some investment, I always try to invest on team or invest on people. Uh, by that, I mean, I, if you, you, you ask me to invest in the projects, I have to know, personally know the project's members really, really well before I make any decisions. So personally, I'm not going to invest purely on ideas, the brilliant ideas or some advanced concepts or some even some early stage numbers that won't convince me. So I'm a 
be cautious. That's 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 uh, the last I would give. And also, uh, from our point of view, if we're gonna invest in a project like you you wanna buy a product token, uh, make sure that project is properly uh, audited. That's really a basic thing. Like smart contract audit is not a guaranteed safety proof, but it's an audited product is always uh, safer than, than than the one who just just you can't even say the uh, code is safe or something like that. So yeah, yeah, that's that's all from me. Got it, got it. Thanks for sharing those insights. Um, um, the next question I also want to know about your idea of um, like because uh, the, the the market is apparently experiencing a small hype right now, and some some of us are, are quite positive about the future. Although some of some some of us are still quite cautious. So, um, what do you think are the things that could possibly make this bear market longer? Like, what would be the main factors if if that really happens? Um, maybe we can start from Azim this time. Can you repeat that? My, uh, my Wi-Fi is going out a little bit. Right. I'm, I, I'm just wondering, like, what do you think are the things that could possibly make this bear market a bit longer than our, uh, than, than we expect? Uh, I, I think a lot of it's going to end up depending on like investor confidence after last year, people had their confidence shaken so much because of all of the ways in which the market tanked. And one of my fears is that, uh, you know, people have been saying this is a bull trap that's going on and the prices keep going up. Um, but my worry is that the moment they go down a little bit, everyone's going to be like, okay, cool, it's time to sell. And they're really going to tank the market. Uh, so I'm just hoping that like we have investors who are putting money in for the longer term and don't mind that things go up or down 10, 15% and allow builders to build and keep shipping. Got it, got it. Actually, there, there's a very interesting data I just saw today as well. Like uh, the fundamental of, of, of Bitcoin long-term holder like has reached the long, uh, historical uh, high, uh, all-time high. So basically 71% of the holders are actually long-term compared with like one year ago, we only have 50% or 60%. So um, in terms of the market consensus and confidence, I think like we, we are uh, walking toward the, the right direction. Yeah. Um, but that's still a very interesting, like kind of um, zero sum um, game in, in this, in this market happening right now. So yeah, let's just keep, um, keep an eye in the market and see how things is going to go. Um, Next up, um, Ben, could you uh, share your thoughts on this as well? Yeah, I think uh, what could possibly make the bear market longer, uh, security incidents, more security incidents like like the 3SA, like Luna, like FTX, or more security breach for, uh, on the smart contract on the major DeFi protocols. Uh, I always believe that markets are resilient, but human faces are not. Uh, what the, those security incidents have caused the some, in, in some in some sense caused the, this round of bear market. And I believe if we have more of those, uh, that's really a, uh, really could make the bear market a lot longer than, than it could be uh, because uh, people will just uh, lose faith in, in, in the crypto market as a whole. There's always going to be a market, whether it's a crypto market, it's a stock market. But what makes the market thrive is, is people have faith in it. So my hope is that uh, we can 
have a more developed way or infrastructure that can help us help the products to prevent uh, from prevent those security incidents from happening. Yeah, yeah, that's basically for me. Thanks for sharing those insights. Definitely, as we're in very early stage of cryptocurrency, so um, there there could be a lot of black swan um, security issue happening. So yeah, we should be careful about that. That's a good point. Um, um, at Calvin, do you want to add something? Um, yeah, I, I agree with Ben in terms of the security issues in, in the crypto world. Um, but also, I think um, if we talk about the um, the duration of this bear market, I think that we have to consider, I mean, we have to see uh, the decisions from uh, those Fed, U.S. Fed, also the Fed Reserve. So we see that's macroeconomy as well. Um, because you know that um, currently the, um, the, crypto, the crypto market is highly like relate, relative to the, uh, the U.S. stock market. So uh, that's some of the, I mean, the factors we have to consider. And um, yeah, there's just a little bit, little thing that I want to add up because, because um, uh, we've seen lots of like uh, the security issues. I mean, the, the black swan in the, the crypto uh, the crypto bear market. So we also have to see those um, like microeconomy economy issues and factors from the other side. Thanks. Thanks for sharing your insights about the macroeconomics. And um, last up, um, Mr. Block, would you like to share your thoughts with us? Hey, sorry. Could you uh, repeat the question again? Thank you. Yeah, so uh, I was just asking, what do you think are the things that could possibly make the bear market longer than uh, than we expected? Okay, got it. I mean, I, I think regulation is definitely one of the main main reason. Um, you know, I'm based in Taiwan, and due to kind of the FTX contain, contagion, and and you know, obviously with Luna and Three AC, there's there has been several other, you know, Cephi that has been uh, hurt due to this Black Swan event and obviously all their clients as well. And uh, I think there are data that show that <clears throat> Taiwan has over, I think, a million FTX users. And I think in total, FTX has around 10 million users. So that's a pretty high ratio for such a small country. And so, uh, and this is not only happening in Taiwan, this is happening all around the world. So I think, um, this year, we're, we're probably not going to see such a strict regulation, but I do think we're, we're starting to see some layouts. And, and, and this is not, obviously not going to stop Bitcoin and, and, and the crypto innovation, but it's going to slow down a lot of these founders. You know, I, I, I've met a lot of these talented founders and builders that always ask me this question, like, should I build Anon or should I you know, be docs, right? And and there's really no right answer to that. But what's obvious is is these thinking and these hesitation slows down innovation, slows down uh, builder um, to build in this industry. And you know, even it's a very small sample of people in Taiwan, uh, you can kind of uh, expect that happening all around 
the world. Um, but I do think that because of DeFi Summer, because of kind of the Anon project and NFT and the GameFi and DeFi happen, uh, uh, I, I do I do see that there are a lot more people building those sector. Uh, but but regulation is um, so it's like the elephant in the room, and and you know if we, if we look at back in 2018 there were STO right that was supposed to be kind of the solution for securitized token, uh, and that's because staking yields, APY all these things are kind of considered not going to pass Hallway test and, and considered as a security, but uh, but because everyone's doing it then supposedly everyone think that's okay. Uh, but I think um, regulation is, is 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 going to come, and and really going to depend on how they decide to decide to do. And that's why in the earlier um, question, I I mentioned that there should be a way where user can access Ethereum without relying on centralized solution such as AWS, such as, you know, centralized DNS. We should have a way and and start a movement where where DeFi user, NFT user, GameFi user to start learning through how to run uh, their own nodes and, and understand how to access uh, Ethereum through Etherscan or, or Truffle Suite, for example. Um, and, and I think there should be hardwares that you can buy, you know, if, if one can afford an iPhone, one should be able to afford to run, you know, uh, a light node, for example. Um, because if regulation do come and they close, for example, uniswap.org, then I think most user won't be able to access it. What if they turn Aave or, or Compound, then how do you pull out liquidity? Then I think that's kind of the, the 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 black swan event of, of, of DeFi and and Ethereum industry, but that's not going to stop Ethereum. It's going to make people realize that they have to learn. And if you look at MetaMask, right? MetaMask didn't have any user back in 2016, and now they have more than I think 50 million downloads. So I do think it's possible for for non-technical user to start learning how to access Ethereum uh, in a decentralized manner. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for all of our speakers today. Uh, some of them uh, wake up pretty early, and some of uh, them stayed up pretty late for this space. I believe we all gained a lot through their uh, speakings. And uh, thanks for my co-host Alice and our editor Pauline to help out with this space. Uh, you guys can follow them on Twitter to check out what's uh, coming for the industry. And again, the conversations we have here are all personal thoughts. You should not consider them as financial advices. Please do your own research. Uh, I think that's all for today. Thanks, guys, for joining. And uh, please stay tuned to uh, First End News as well, because we have running those AMA on a regular basis to share my thoughts. And feel free to follow our, our guest speakers, too. So thanks a lot for joining, guys. Thanks. Bye. 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 Bye.